1: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.
2: 92.9 ESPN.
3: Now, 92.9 FM ESPN presents Memphis's Biggest Columnist. You ain't got to do nothing, homeboy. You ain't writing nothing. <laughs> no, you ain't. ain't writing nothing. I ain't letting
4: him write you
5: ain't
6: getting no interviews
1: the award-winning Jeff Calkins from The Daily Memphian and The Jeff Calkins Show I get
3: no I know. I'm good.
1: I'm good. on 92.9
6: FM ESPN.
5: Gentlemen, this is something they call a groundbreaker. So let me first apologize to the shots and the ties
2: for your makeup. Cause I make you ugly. As you never drop square on a rap page. Bubbles popping up before you know it. There's rubble and dust, cause we'll be pushing it up. Somebody
7: say, you better yeah. run.
5: Good morning,
8: everybody. Happy Monday. Uh, today on the radio show, uh, Dan Devine mixes with them. we got Dan Devine, uh, and this will be a happy break for you all uh, who, don't wanna, who don't want to... Um, who don't want to just lament everything that happened in sports, Dan Devine is going to join us in the next segment, and he will talk about, we'll ask Dan about what he's been up to and about the Grizzlies. He, of course, uh, writes and talks about the NBA. He's terrific. Dan will join us in the next segment. Chris Harrington straight up at 10 o'clock. So we got Chris here on the Grizzlies and other matters as well. But it is, of course, a busy day in the world of sports, busy day away from the world of sports because uh, Mark Giannato, who um, who uh, who uh, of course writes for the CA and does the afternoon show here, he is the father of a baby girl now. How about that? <laughs> the baby and uh, baby and mom and all I gather are doing well, Jeffrey.
1: Yes, they were. Uh, baby Reese came a little bit early, but everyone is doing well. So there you go. Reese arrived. Uh... Friday night.
8: Friday night. And, um... So thrilled for Mark and Lindsay and that family. They are up to three now. And, yes, the joke then becomes a zone as opposed to to man-to-man. You're outnumbered. You're outflanked. You are outnumbered. Three kids is a lot. I have no idea how my parents did nine. (laughs) Nine. (laughs) Insanity. Anyway, congratulations to them. Um... We know who the Super Bowl is. It's uh, it's the 49ers and the Chiefs. Um, and we have the Memphis Tiger um, basketball team to talk about. And we have we have two segments that we're going to end up talking about the NBA. Again, happy break from the misery uh, with Dan and with Chris Harrington. So we'll leave the Grizzlies uh, weekend. They play tonight at, uh, here against Sacramento. Yep. We'll, we will uh, leave the Grizzlies weekend to those segments. Um, and we'll talk about the other stuff. And thinking about... How to do it. I got a text yesterday from a Memphis Tiger fan, a DM, I guess it was, or Facebook. People can reach you so many different ways now. They can reach out to you on Facebook. They can DM you. They can send you emails. And this one says, I'm not listening tomorrow. I don't need to hear about how much the Tigers suck, (laughs) right? And... Um, and then he lashed out at me, like he lashed out about, he said something nasty about the bills, like just for no reason, (laughs) just because misery loves company. Right. And, um, and, and so I'm, I'm wary of that. I do think whether it's what happened to the Memphis Tigers yesterday or what happened to the Ravens and Lamar or certainly what happened to Detroit up in the way they were. I feel like Giselle today. My boy can't catch the ball too. <sighs> yeah, my that's true. That is true. We'll get to that. Um um It's just rough. And I really do believe this. Um that sports breaks your heart. Sports is incredibly frustrating. Scott Van Pelt at 1 point yesterday I just saw. The, happened to see this tweet randomly. He said, I'm not sure. He said, I'm sure that, I, that there are people out there who don't care about sports. And he said, and uh, and maybe they're like, I don't know what they're doing right now. Maybe they're reading a book or going to a museum or watching a movie. Living he, life. He said, but give me this. He, he actually was like, but give me this. I want this. Give me this. And when I look at it, I'm thinking, May, maybe not. <laughs> like, m- maybe not give me this. Maybe not – like, literally, what other endeavors are you invested in emotionally that you know at the end but for a very, very small fraction of the people uh, who, are, who are sports fans will end in crushing disappointment and misery? Like, if you like movies, that's not your life. If you like uh, – I mean, you can like sports and movies, of course. But, like, if your yeah, main yeah. thing is, um, you know – I guess golf has a fair bit of misery, but whatever. Like it, I, I, and and here is the truth for me: the wrong team uh, won the Ravens game, the wrong team won the Lions game, and certainly the wrong team won the Memphis Tigers game. Like it is misery all around, and of course, the flip side of that is greatness, certainly in the in the person of Patrick Mahomes, all around. Um, so I get it. I get whereby if... But, but what I said to this person who wrote me, I said, I totally get that. But sometimes it's not about me telling you how much your tigers suck. It's about giving people a chance to vent, right? It's about finding community in, in the misery and maybe even helping to figure out what's going wrong. We will get to the Super Bowl, um, I mean, it's a really damn good Super Bowl, Jeffrey. Do not you think? Uh, I mean, some heroes picked
1: this Super Bowl to start the season. Did you pick the Super mm-hmm. Bowl to start the season? Did you actually wager that? The no, su- no, of you, course uh, not. Uh, when well, you put when you put right. me on the spot and said, <laughs> right? Because I said I'm uh, never going to pick
8: against Mahomes and the Niners. Yes. Well, it's a damn good Super Bowl. Uh, we aren't exactly going to get a a break from the Chiefs and everything that involves. But I'm sure those who uh, who. Uh, It gives us uh, an incredible narrative. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a great Super Bowl. We will have my brother Tim on talking about the ads uh, next week at some point. Um, And we will talk about everything that happened in those games later on in the course of the show. Uh, But we only have this segment to talk about the Tigers. So I thought I would do that briefly first. And I will not do it by telling you how badly your Tigers suck, (laughs) as it was phrased um, to me. I think that's how he phrased it. Um, ninety seven, eighty-eight. they lose their third straight game in conference. Can you ever imagine they would have lost three straight conference games in this conference in this year? Three straight?
1: I don't think I would have thought that at the beginning of the year, but then when you started to see how the league was playing out, and you started right. realizing, like, oh, the good teams are struggling. Right. Like, the difference between the top and the and the mid was really not that much. And then when you started looking at college basketball at large, like, We've well, got top is, 10 teams that are, that are just dropping it is like one flies. of the one of the real
8: problems is that is that in this world of college basketball the parity is greater than ever. Like who the hell knows who's good and who's bad whatever. But the perception of the league's doesn't hasn't changed to match that. You know what I mean? Like and, and so it's a problem the Tigers have. Anyway, they lose three straight conference games to teams ranked uh, over at Ken Palm to uh, 129, 116, and 117. Um, they will surely drop out of the tw- top 25 today. Um, they will, I think, they are firmly now. Not just just in terms of looking forward, but where they are right now, they are on the bubble. Um, it was a after a week of. Of, of getting back to who they are and refocusing and Penny not putting up with this nonsense any longer and focusing on defense and all of those things. They did all of the things that they have been doing again and maybe more so. Turnovers were a problem heading into the game. They have 22 turnovers. Uh, offensive rebounding is a problem heading into the game They are out rebounded forty to thirty-two, and give up twenty-three second chance points, twenty-six turnovers, twenty-three second chance points. Defense is a problem heading into the game. They give up ninety-seven points to a team that is averaging seventy-six. They once allow they they allow UAB to shoot forty-five percent from three. They are scorched um, defensively, looking utterly indifferent. Um, at many points, it was a disastrous performance. And yet, I don't think the problems with this team are strategic. I think the problems with this team are much deeper than that. They go to roster construction. They go to how these players are relating to their coach, how these players are relating to each other. And in that I'm not saying Penny is incapable of fixing this, but he certainly did not fix it during the past week. And those problems of however you want to describe them, chemistry, whatever you want to call it. Lack of leadership. Lack of leadership are massive. And to me, get to the essence of it. Uh, The the players weren't going to talk after the game last night until they finally arranged to get Malco on the phone. And good for Malco. Um, He stood up uh, and did talk. But what Malco said was, not enough dogs. Well, that may be honest, but that's just saying we got the wrong guys on this team. Penny said when he walked into the room, It was a bunch of blank faces. He said, this was notable, nobody spoke up and said, hey, coach, we got you. Maybe that's because uh, they don't have him. They don't feel connected to him. They don't want to rally around their coach. Hey, coach, we got you. Nobody said that. Penny afterwards said, I don't think I've exhausted all my options because I'm not a loser. I mean, I've been down before. But this was really critical. But it's going to take for these guys in the locker room to change who they are if we're going to do anything. Jeffrey, have you known anyone to change who they are? Like, to, to change who they are. They, 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 not the way they play. Right. They have to change who they are. Are. Is David Jones, who was obviously an incredibly gifted offensive player, 24 points, 9 rebounds yesterday, and 7 steals, by the way. Almost had a triple-double turnovers, too. 9 turnovers. Mm-hmm. Is he going to change who he is? Is Javon Quinterly going to change? how these are? These are all deeply experienced players. These aren't even freshmen who you can mold. Are these players going to change who they are? It's probably unlikely. Wouldn't you agree? It seems unlikely. Now, they got UCF, East Carolina, and SMU. I mean, they got Rice. I'm sorry. They got Rice, Wichita State, and Temple coming up, right? They've got Rice, Wichita State, and Temple coming up. Um, they should win those games. Yes. Maybe in winning those games, they can refine themselves. Right now, you tell me. Memphis Tigers making the NCAA tournament? I still think yes. Today they would be in, I think, or yeah. on the bubble. I think they'd still probably be in today. I think they'd likely be in today. I think they'll be out of the top 25, but I think the bracketologies will still have them in. I think they're still likely to be in. I still keep going back to, like, when
1: you try to define, is this a crisis? Well, the reaction suggests that it's something. It's something. The last two losses are not that, like, they're understandable to me. Like, you went into two tough environments. Those two teams were jacked up. You went on the road. Winning on the road is tough. They have one truly bad loss, the USF loss, when
8: you're up 20 at home. There's no question. The losses are understandable. The way they played and the way – what happened is not understandable. Like, the the, the utter indifference – um the the standing around the it just looks like a lack of effort. Lack of effort is that after a week when you already feel like you are approaching crisis and everyone is acknowledging it and you spend a week and that is the response? That to me is what makes it a crisis. In the last 12 minutes of the first half. They actually came out reasonably well yesterday. The last 12 minutes of the first half. This is how this team plays. Two of eight from three, seven turnovers, and gave up six offensive rebounds. Um, it's the second chance opportunities to to me that are and really... all so. Um, all right, this is our opportunity to do it. I said that one of the great uh, one of the great things about a radio the day after a day like yesterday is that we give people a chance to vent, and so uh, this is that chance or to say what you think, or to lend some perspective, or to uh, tell us what you focused on. The phone number is 445-0929, Again, we have a very busy day today. we got Dan Devine coming up next, then Chris Harrington, and then we will talk uh, NFL, the Super Bowl, all of that. So if you do want to weigh in on what ails these Tigers, um, have you given up emotionally, uh, whatever – um, you can call 445 This is the moment. 445-0929. Uh, when I was reading those other teams, I, I, the, the last time they lost three straight, it was, of course, uh, that moment two years ago when they Stop lost. Stop asking me stupid f***ing <laughs> questions. It, 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 was, it was that moment uh, when they lost to UCF, East Carolina, and SMU. And that time what happened was they went 13 and 3. They responded the way they responded. They went 13 and 3. They made the tournament. They won a game in the tournament. Um, you know how all that unfolded. So, I, I mean, I, I got a whole bunch of fire Penny. Penny's not the guy. There was someone over at the Tiger message board who was like, leave Penny at the airport. The ga- This is not. If you want to be critical of Penny, I'm with you. Like, he has assembled a team that is not playing well. He picks the players and he coaches the players. And that mic'd up segment did not make him look great. So I, all of this falls at the feet of Penny Hardaway. Of course it does. There's nobody else. But the notion that you fire Penny today, no, you see how the rest of the season goes. You see what happens. You take stock. You see where you are. Um, so there was a lot of there was a lot of stuff flying around. Now's a chance for you to get your uh, get your thoughts in four four five zero nine two nine four four five zero nine two nine is the phone number. We'll take calls in this segment before we move on to happier things. Jeffrey, who do we got? Jeff, we start with Joe in East
1: Memphis. Joe, you're on. Hey, Joe. Hey, what's going on, Joe? How y'all guys doing this morning? We're good. Yeah, uh, I'm not.
8: <laughs> <laughs> no, I've been better. Like everything, I it's like all the time. Everything I want to happen in sports. Does not. So yesterday was perfect for that. Um, what are your thoughts? Well, uh, man, I tell you, it's hard to figure these guys out. I don't know if Penn ain't going to
9: be able to keep this portal thing up because I, I I didn't see any effort yesterday. I mean, you know, you, no. like you said earlier, you, you had a whole week off. And, I, I mean, they came out with the same, same thing, man. Right? I mean – Nobody's hustling, nobody gives a care about nothing. You can't rebound, can't play defense. Maybe Penny needs to start uh recruiting some four star guys and, and, and you know, raise your team,
8: man, you know, like he used to do. But, you know, that's kinda I, hard too, But I appreciate it. Thanks very much. Uh four four five oh nine two nine, four four five oh nine two nine. Jeffrey, who's next? <laughs> Jeff, let's go to Dale and Bartlett. Dale, you're on. Yeah. <laughs> Good morning.
5: You know, I think I'm a lot, I'm a I'm a lot like most of Memphis fans. We're extremely passionate about basketball. Um, I, I actually had a, a chance to meet Keith Lee this weekend, and I was just in heaven. I'm 60 years old, <laughs> uh. but uh, you know, I, I watch this team, and I could not be more disappointed because there's it's it's no there's no dispute. This is the most talented team overall that he's ever had. Yes, and it's the oldest team, but. I swear, to watch them is just – it's to the point where I can't watch them anymore. I turned it off yesterday at halftime. Didn't even care what the score was. And when Penny was hired, I told one of my friends, I said, they were like, are you excited? I'm like, yeah, but I'm not sure that it's going to work out. I don't know that he has – you know, you watch Penny, and I don't ever see him get upset. And and maybe most coaches don't. But, you know, you play in an offense that doesn't have any rhythm. It has – it doesn't, you know – Positionless basketball, I don't think bodes well, especially with us because it hasn't really proven out. You know, when you look at Duke and you look at North Carolina, the Blue Bloods, you've got a center, you've got uh, a guard, you've got, yes, maybe they can cover all five positions, but it's like you know what your position is, you play your position, you do your job. You look at Dennis Rodman, his rebounding was all about determination and effort. That's what his job was, and he did it better than anybody. We've got talent out the ears, and so we've got size, but we can't rebound, we can't block out, and that's
8: just basic peewee
7: basketball.
8: All right, Sorry, I appreciate you. it. Thanks, Dale. Four four five zero nine two nine is the phone number. Who do we got? Jeff, we got a Mike in Kyerville. Mike, you're on. Good morning. Um, you know, I, you got
10: to blow the whole thing up. Penny's got to go. Penny should have been gone a couple of years ago. The contract extension, in my opinion, was just wasted money he's never shown anything you got a couple 20-year wins but what you're lucky to go to the nit or whatever other crazy basketball tournament penny's not a coach he's a recruiter he's hired good coaches to help him on his staff they're not getting through penny's not getting through you know he tried with the one and done guys kind of do a calipari thing that didn't work out. But, you know, Memphis wants basketball winners so badly. Everybody loves Penny. Hell, you liked Finch before, too, and finally ended up firing him. But um, Memphis is going to be stuck in the American forever. Their, their dreams of with the football team going somewhere else and getting to a power five is not going to play if you can't you know, get a good basketball team out there as well. I mean, the conference. You know, playing around the conferences. You know, Memphis tried to manipulate it. You know, try to get to a conference where they're number one and number two. They've done that, or supposedly, and they still can't be number yeah. one or number two. Are you? I'm similar, are you, are you, are you a Memphis? Practice. Are
8: you a Memphis fan? No. But I'm
10: a I'm a huge basketball right. fan, and I know good coaching. Yeah. And I know that it can be done. It just Penny, you know, he, he's a one and done guy. His, his reputation gets all these people in here that aren't team players. You know, yeah. you get these. Well, four that's, five that's clearly guys that's that's true.
8: That's clearly true. That that's clearly true. This year, thanks, Mike. I appreciate it. Um, at some point, it became obvious he was not. He well, we we'll, he, we'll he, give he, it away. He, he was not. He was not in this for the Tigers. Um, and again, I'm not saying he didn't make some good points either. Uh, it's more telling when when Memphis fans want to fire their coach than when. Fans of other teams. Why not fire Four four five zero nine two nine is the phone number. Who's next, Jeff? We got a Dennis and White, David. Dennis, you're on.
1: Hey,
8: good morning, guys.
1: Hey, Jeff. and yeah. the words of Boogie Ellis, pain, pain. Man. <laughs> That's so
9: true.
11: So I just, I just, I just agree with you, Jeff. It, it shouldn't hurt like it does, but man, like the other guy said, man, I, I'm fifty. I've been watching the Tigers since I was 10, 12 years old, man. So I mean, it hurts. And you know, and I know that guy there. He wasn't a Memphis fan, but anybody that thinks Penny should be fired is just ridiculous. I mean, we were not, we were top defensively, so all of a sudden he's not coaching defense. I mean, you had Gonzaga by the Chihuahuas, and they just got off the hook. You should have won the FAU game. So it's not like is he the best coach? Of course not. I mean, he's only been coaching what six years um, on the college level, but to say that is crazy. I just think. Me personally, I think this is a result of the transport portal. You get guys that don't care about the name on the jersey. They're one-year rentals. You know, they're in it for me for selfish reasons, and that's for self. They want to go pro. Or they want to go overseas. So they don't care. I mean, it, it's obviously they, they, they don't, man. I mean, I, you got to want to two things. You got to want to do is rebound and play defense. Y'all yep.
8: have a good. One. Thanks very much. Appreciate that. Four four five zero nine two nine. Who's next? Jeff we Got a Hogman in East Memphis.
1: Hogman you're on. What's up guys? Okay. Uh,
8: can we, can we bring back Alo? I mean at least he hustled even if he couldn't hit water from a freaking boat. It is true. It does it never thought I'd be thinking, you know what this team needs? Alo. <laughs> but uh I, how about DeAndre Williams? I think this team needs DeAndre Williams. Yeah. Some what passion. they need
5: is heart and passion and somebody yeah. that wants to be there and play for his team, you know, a dog like Malco said. Um, I've, never, I've never thought fire penny. That never occurred to me. Um, but like the guy said, that's the business model. We've seen it all these years. It's long on, long on athleticism, talent, and height, short on teamwork, heart, hustle, and everything else, maybe even um, IQ mentally. You said it, utter indifference. Why is Malco the focal point of the offense like in the second half? How many ISOs in a row are we going to see? How many times are our gar- are our guards just going to get stuffed under the rim time after time? You know? I uh,
1: um, appreciate it. Thanks very much. Thank appreciate it. Uh, we'll
8: take these four, Jeffrey. If you're on, we'll get to you. He Go is ahead.
1: right, though. The frustration is it's not the losing. It's the fact that it's the same reasons. Over. And over the same reasons, over and over every year,
8: or the same reasons every game. I'm talking in particular this team, like this team, it's the same stuff. Like you would think at some point, people would say, "Let's grab a damn rebound." Correct. Let's not throw the ball to the other team. Uh, It's in the end. It's it's. Listen, you have to do the transfer portal. I don't know. You have to do it to the extent Penny did, and you've got to make sure you got players who you know are going to bust their ass. You know, Dalton Connect seems to be okay. Like he's a transfer portal guy. He's busted his ass, right? Well, I mean, one problem I do think
1: is a legitimate criticism of Penny's coaching is I do not think he emphasizes team building, and right. I, I think that's a huge problem. Yeah. Um, who's next, Jeff? We got a too smooth in East Memphis. Too smooth, you're on. Hey,
5: what's going on, fellas? We're good. Jeff, yeah, this is easy, man. People are saying they they don't know who can fix the problem. It's easy. Me. The only person they can fix this is God. God. You oh. know what? You know you know what, Jeff? Because when South Florida beat Memphis. The soul left the body, and it's been downhill ever since. Because people saying it's the players. True, it's the players, but this is the same team I saw blow out Virginia, beat Clemson, <sighs> beat Texas A&M. So they got it in them. Their soul was ripped out. Their South Florida loss was so terrible, they never recovered from it. I mean, it was so shell-shocking. The soul has left the body, man. We got to pin on Jesus now to get them fixed,
8: Jeff. Have a good one. Thanks very much. That's, it. seems it seems unlikely that God is weighing in on this one, Jeffrey. It gets to the point what Penny said though. You these players have to change who they are. Well that's a hell of a that's a hell of a that's a hell of a thing. Who's next? Jeff we got a Chris
1: in Nashville. Chris you're on. Hey Jeff uh, I just wanna say
4: uh you know this team hasn't looked the same since since Caleb went down and they need to take those wristbands off because they're not playing for number nine. They're playing selfish ball you know I drove down to Birmingham yesterday trying to get behind this team like trying to support the team to get them back up you know after these tough couple of losses but this team hasn't looked the same since Caleb went down when when Brown went out for his health reasons and Tomlin came in team bonding just didn't you know it wasn't wasn't the thing anymore and I graduated from University of Memphis, and I've been a fan since I was a little kid. I'll tell you, I remember when Memphis on their jersey actually meant something. And these guys in the portal, it it doesn't mean as much coming, you know, from all these these bigger schools. They're just playing selfish ball, and 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 Penny's got to figure that out. You know, if it means making a making a a point out of somebody, you know, bench somebody. Make your point and and get this team back together one way or another. Thanks, Jeff.
1: Thanks very much. Appreciate it. Uh, Who's next, Jeffrey? Jeff, let's go to Walt in Germantown. Walt, you're on. Hey, Walt.
7: Hey, good morning, Jeff. Uh, First off, thanks for taking these calls. It really makes uh, listening to you guys in the morning uh, enjoyable. (laughs) We appreciate uh, having me on. thanks.
8: I like people Uh, calling in. It's fun to hear from
7: people. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Here's the thing, anybody that's saying Penny is not the right coach for this team is is out of their mind. You can take a look at his winning percentage and, and see that he's doing a good job with this team, and he's done a great job ever since he's been with the Tigers. So that's a that's a non-discussion right there. One thing I would only criticize, the only criticism I would give Penny is is, is is holding these players accountable on the defensive end and the rebounding end? That's that's our main problem. They we can score, we can outscore anybody all day, every day, but we we give up way too many offensive rebounds and not play hard enough on defense. One thing I did like about Cal is if you weren't out there busting your ass on defense, you were sitting down. He wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't tolerating that at all. And I feel like the head of our snake right now, uh, Quinley. He's too cool for school. I don't see any dog in him. If we had Kendrick Davis on this same team, we'd be looking or or somebody with that type of dog in him, we have a a much better result out there on the court. Uh because right now we we're, we're missing that fight, that energy that we need from Tigers. Malco, he he gives it on a consistent basis, but he's a he's a big man. So he he's depending on other people to feed him the ball. But we gotta we gotta have more dogs out there. I agree with him. And if you got to sit Quinley, Quinley down and put Jalen Young in there and let him, because he he comes out there and gives energy and plays with some with some fight. But I just don't see it from Quinley. So thanks very much.
8: Appreciate it. We'll take three more. Jeffrey, who's next? Jeff, we got a Frank at the Skybox. Frank, you're on. Hey Jeff, uh, Jeffrey, enjoying the
5: show. Look, Penny's not going anywhere. Uh, You know, I understand he said the players need to change who they are. My problem with Penny is it's your job to change these players. Now, I don't know why we're not playing defense, because that's usually his calling card for our teams is that they play good defense. Uh, You know, the portal is just – that's the way it is now. You know, some people seem to have figured it out and how to make these guys play like a team. Uh, I don't know if he's figured that part out yet. I mean, I think he's done a good job. I don't think he's done a great job. But – you know, it's his job. It's his job to shape these players and build a team and stuff. That's that's his job. So, hundred percent. Thank you, Frank. Know, yeah. appreciate Amen.
8: it. He picks the players. He coaches the players. It's all on. If they don't play a defense, you know whose fault it is, Penny. If they don't rebound, you know whose fault it is, Penny. If they hit a bunch of shots, you know whose credit it is, Penny. If they go to the NCAA tournament, you know whose credit it is, Penny. I think he is overall done a good job in his time in Memphis. Not the job that he would have wanted to do, not the results that he would have wanted, but he's done a good, solid job in difficult times at his time in Memphis. This season is not so far his anything close to his best work. Uh, I think we can admit that. Uh, Who do we got? Jeff, let's go to Ricky in Midtown.
1: Ricky, you're on. Hey, good morning. I just wanted to say,
9: you know, when Caleb Mills got hurt, I said, man, the season is over.
1: Really?
8: Because,
9: Over? Yeah, yeah. Because Caleb Mills, he he was that piece that kept that team together. He was that person that stopped the bleeding. You know, he was that captain that they needed. I mean, he's just a dull basketball player. And now with him, with him missing, the team is unbalanced. So everybody's now playing out of position. Everybody's trying to do more than what they you know what they could do. And also, since he's gone now, Penny has to regroup. He has to have the balls to sit David Jones. I know he's a superstar, but when he's turning the ball over that much, you just got to sit him for a while and let the other players play defense because I saw when David Jones went out, the team got together.
1: They played better. All right, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Uh, last call. What do we got? Jeff, we wrap up with Seth in East Memphis. Seth, you're on.
5: Hey, Jeff. Hey, a couple questions for you guys. First thing I would say is would you agree or disagree that by getting Tomlin <clears throat> in the middle of the season to hurt us, it just seems like we've had, uh, you know, prior to having Tomlin come in, team played, unbelievable beat, you know, had all those big games. It just seems like ever since he's came in, we had, uh, we had a little bit of turmoil and my second question would be: I, I would say Penny's done a great job this whole year, in my opinion. I really think everyone's you know kind of dogging I'm saying he hasn't done a good job. I think he's done a great job. I think his only problem, that in my opinion, that he's had is going into halftime. He has not been able to adjust to a zone to whatever's going on. He just hasn't had that ability to adjust to whatever's going on. Would you agree or disagree with that, uh, with that Jeff?
8: All right, thanks. We'll we'll answer those. I appreciate it, Seth. On the first, um, on the first point. Uh, it's very clearly, I don't think we know exactly what's going on in that locker room, exactly who hates who, <laughs> right? But they play like a team that hates each other. Don't you think? Like that's what they play like. They play like a team. They play like a team that has cliques, like yeah. there's factions. And so, uh, did adding Tomlin contribute to that? I certainly imagine it did. Whenever you add someone, particularly someone who's going to be taking away minutes, it's going to make waves. And you are making the bet that that person's talent um, will outweigh whatever disruption it causes, particularly for a team that is doing well, which is that team was when they added Tomlin. I was all in favor of adding Tomlin. Tremendous player last year, uh, gives an added dimension to this team. Um, But so could Tomlin have been a source of disruption I would kind of be surprised if he w- it wasn't. Is he the whole problem? I would be stunned if he was. Um honestly, Jordan Brown, bringing Jordan Brown back, having him leave, having bringing him back, that can't have helped internal chemistry. Well, sus- especially when there was a team vote taken to and bring he, him back and he was not supposed Correct. to come back. And now he's and back. And now you brought him back. And now he brought him back. So, did that disrupt things? Um I certainly imagine it did. Or is it simply because David Jones Puts up points, doesn't guard, and doesn't pass, and and in a way symbolizes this team, uh-huh. right? Like you know what I mean. Like um, it's, he does bust his ass on offense and for rebounds, yeah, like getting shots, getting shots. But um, but in a way, he's great. He's talented. Like isn't isn't it what we say that's about this? What do you say about this team? It's great. It's talented. Uh-huh. They don't guard. They're sloppy with the ball. Uh-huh. I give you David Jones, ladies and gentlemen, uh-huh. Javon Quinterly. Came here with a reputation in Alabama of maybe this coach didn't play hard every night. Uh-huh. Not a dog. Uh-huh. Well, no, no, he didn't say that. Remember? He didn't say that. He did not say that. No, he <laughs> definitely did not say that. Oh, I'm um, sorry you took it that way. Is, is, it, is it in fact, like when Penny says they're going to have to change who they are, maybe they're just being who they are. And that's a problem because that's really going to be tricky to fix. Um, I do think. It's possible. I think probably right now they are in the NCAA tournament as it stands today. I think they should win the next three games. I think maybe that will give a chance because this stuff is chemistry and inter- it's not talent. Because it's chemistry, because it's internal, because there's like F. Therefore, you can imagine hell, you don't have to imagine it. You just go back to look and see what they did at Virginia or what they did at Clemson or like they- you can go back. There's a template here. Just do that again. There's some getting from here to there. What's your level of confidence
1: that they will? I'm still pretty confident. I mean, there is also, in the back of my mind, just wondering, like, is this somewhat orchestrated? It's like you can set your clocks to it every single year. <laughs> orchestrated.
8: They didn't. Uh, this is not. I, there I was no script that said let's, let's blow a 20-point I, lead. I
1: think Penny likes to. I think Penny, like, it's right around this time that.
8: You know, they if it was up. orchestrated, they would have made sure that this last week worked. And I they, mean, they came... lost
1: four straight last year.
8: They lost four straight
1: non-conference. Basically at this point. This was like the fourth straight.
8: Last year? Mm-hmm. The year before. Pretty sure it was last year. I, I, if your point is that Penny is orchestrating losses, I no, no, disavow it. I'm not it. saying orchestrating losses, it. but I'm saying I think oftentimes – the, the, way the way he the, talks about the chemistry. Correct. But the losses this season, I do not believe are orchestrated. That would Correct, but I also logic. only think one of them has been a truly right. bad loss. That's kind of where I differentiate. I, again, the, the place where I commit. If they had lost a game and fought their asses off yesterday, that would have been one thing. They mailed it in. No, that, the second half was... Atrocious. Yes. Uh, we're late to get the Dan Devine. We have Dan Devine back. Thrilled to have Dan Devine back and to have something happier to talk about. Uh, we'll talk to Dan Devine, then Chris Harrington, and then we will get into uh, the Super Bowl. It is the Jeff Gawkins show. Oh, before then, I'll tell you. Semi-annual sale. Still going on at O'Call. This would be a moment uh, to get in there. I am actually speaking at Lausanne today after, uh, after, after the show, like at noon. And so what do I do? I go into my uh, closet. I pull, out my lozen- I pull out my duds from O'Call, and, and I look presentable. I look better than presentable. I actually look snappy, um, and you can too. Uh, O'Call is a semi-annual sale. Uh, fall and winter merchandise on sale, and as the season, as the sale goes along, savings get even better. Um, so same beautiful clothes, same incredibly helpful people. Go in and see them soon at O'Call. Back in a moment with Dan Devines, Jeff Gawkins, show 92.9 FM ESPN.
6: Starting on Thursday, 92.9 FM ESPN and Robert Irwin Jewelers are spreading the love. Listen for details on Thursday. Happy Valentine. Getting your biggest tax refund from Jackson Hewitt can lead to some spirited reactions.
4: Jackson
6: yeah. Jackson Hewitt is so sure that you'll get your biggest refund that if they don't, you get your money back plus a hundred bucks.
4: Jackson, yeah.
6: and Jackson Hewitt also guarantees the accuracy of your return for life. Hewitt! So don't just sit there. For your biggest refund guaranteed, walk into a Jackson Hewitt today and dance out Jackson Hewitt! Yeah! Get the appliances
11: you need right away at Lowe's. Explore the largest assortment of brands you trust, like Whirlpool, Samsung, and LG, in-store or online at the best values. Plus, take advantage of our everyday financing offers on top items, from refrigerators to laundry pairs. And there's more. Get your new appliances delivered or installed quickly at your convenience. Because Lowe's knows appliances, Lowe's knows home improvement. Subject to credit approval.
3: Hey, Kathy, you know, I've been seeing those State Farm commercials. You guys have built quite a team. Mahomes, Kelsey, Derek Henry. Mundo,
2: Ma auto, and Mahomes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Steve, we're proud of that team, and I'm proud of my team.
3: Your team is awesome. I know firsthand. If there's a question or problem there on top of it.
2: My name is on the sign outside, but it's my talented team inside that makes the difference. Hey,
3: call Kathy Thurman Edwards, State Farm agent on Brookhaven Circle.
2: 901 767 7744. I'm not as cute as Jake, but I'm better looking than a lizard. It's Gabriel Lazy, his son is all new. Don't
1: worry, be fluffy, world tour. You
2: know, I like doing the voices in places where people
12: can't see me, like drive thrus Oh, I'm evil at a drive thru, man, except the one by my house because they know me. How can I help you? Yeah, let me help. Have- pull up.
5: I did an order. Gabriel, pull up.
1: Friday, May 10th, FedEx Forum. Get your tickets now at FluffyGuy.com. Don't miss a Memphis. Caber like Lysias.
6: Don't worry, be Fluffy World Tour.
3: Last year at the Super Bowl, Rob Gronkowski went wide left on FanDuel's Kick of Destiny. Now he's back for Kick of Destiny part two. And this time, you can play along. All you have to do is choose if Gronk will make or miss. Get your free pick in right now. And if you're right, you'll win a share of $10 million in bonus bets. Everyone can get in on the action when Gronk takes his shot at redemption before Super Bowl 58. Whether your team make or team miss, just head to the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get your pick in. It's absolutely free. Then tune in before the game to see Gronk's kick live. You'll win a share of $10 million in bonus bets if you're right. New to FanDuel? Just visit FanDuel.com slash JSmith to sign up. Make your Every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NFL and of 929 FM ESPN. Must be 21 or older and present in Tennessee. No purchase necessary. $10 million prize pool to be split equally among all eligible participants who made the correct pick. Prize issued as is non withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See full terms at slash sportsbook. Gambling problem call Tennessee. Redline 1 800 889 9789.
0: No, we don't sell commission-based products. We're a fiduciary, the highest standard of care for a financial advisor. It means we're obligated to act in our clients' best interest. So when do you make more money?
1: Only when your clients make more money?
0: Yep, we have one transparent management fee structured, so we do better when our clients do better. Sounds like you really look out for your clients. We do, because our priority is helping them achieve a comfortable retirement. That might be why most of our clients come from other money managers. Visit FisherInvestments.com to find out why investors like you switch to us. Fisher Investments, clearly different money management.
6: Investments and in securities involve the risk of loss. At Gosset Mitsubishi on the Pike, new inventory is arriving daily, and we've got what you've been looking for to start the new year off right. Get off to a great year in your award-winning 2024 Mitsubishi Outlander, three twenty-nine a month, or buy it for 29910 nine ten. Take a spin in your new 2024 Mitsubishi Eclipse Cross, twenty-nine four forty-five, or lease for four forty-nine a month. How about 2023 Mitsubishi Outlander? PHEV 420 total range MPGE. You own it for $649 a month. Plus, no worries with Mitsubishi's 10 year 100,000 mile powertrain limited warranty. You want it? We gossip at Gossip Mitsubishi 1870 Covington Pike or online anytime. MemphisMitsubishi.com. If you want it, we it at Gossip Motor car.
12: H E V P Z O six two three zero three M S R P 44355 Sport R U W eleven thirty six M S R P twenty eight thousand Eclipse R Z O twelve zero fifty one M S R P thirty one thousand seven hundred includes all rebates and incentives of six ninety five excludes tax title and license with a proof credit see dealer for complete details offer valid through end of the month dealer stock only for the ones who get it done the most important part is the one you need now and the best partner is the one who can deliver. That's why millions of maintenance and repair pros trust Granger, Because we have professional-grade supplies for every industry, even hard-to-find products. And we have same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders. But most importantly, we have an unwavering commitment to help keep you up and running. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
9: I'm Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I learned about atrial fibrillation the hard way. My symptoms would come and go
6: Westwood One brings you all the action from the AFC and NFC Championship
12: Games, streaming live on the free Odyssey app. First, it's Kansas City and Baltimore.
8: Spinning touchdown catch, hit the goal line, Kelsey. He could not have been more wide open.
3: Then it's San Francisco and Detroit. Hands off McCaffrey,
8: McCaffrey off the right side, into
6: the end zone. Touchdown 49ers. Listen to every game live from Westwood One. Get in the game and download the
1: free Odyssey app today. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Jeff's guests
3: appear on the Frame Corner phone lines. Frame Corner, with expert custom and do-it-yourself framing since 1975 on Park Avenue in East Memphis. Now, back to the Jeff Calkins Show, live from the Genesis Memphis Covington Pike Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN.
8: i back on the Jeff Calkins Show on a Monday. Uh, Thrilled that Dan Devine is back with us. Of course, writes about uh, the NBA for Yahoo!, Talks about the NBA over at the podcast. No Capram on Twitter or X at your man divine. I don't know what sort of heroes welcome uh, what, what that what that involves, Dan. But if I could muster one, I certainly would. Uh, it is wonderful to have you back. Thanks for rejoining us.
6: Luckily for you, I consider here as welcome Nirvana and a round of applause. So <laughs> you, you nailed it to your two for two. That's it's perfect. It. Uh, my pleasure to be back with you, Jeff
8: I got to tell you that podcast is great and uh, and listen, I may be biased, never better than when you had Chris Harrington on uh, for, uh, <laughs> for an extended conversation and getting his like his, his culture reviews, his food reviews uh, as well as his thoughts on the Memphis Grizzlies. That was fun.
6: Well, I was—I mean, I was very, very grateful that Chris would take the time for it. And I think what I've locked into in terms of a format is there's only so much I know about basketball, so I got to be able to have other people talk about <laughs> other things too. So when Chris is like, "Yeah, I'll talk about," movies and music and food and other stuff. I was like, this is great. This is perfect. I only have to hold about 15 minutes of knowing what I'm talking about. Uh, And so I try to do that with other smart people who have interesting things to say. And uh, so far, so good.
8: Uh, I would urge folks to listen to the podcast. It's absolutely terrific. All right. Well, we haven't talked to you about the Grizzlies season uh, all year long. And a lot of things have happened, most of them not good, honestly. Some of them good. We'll get to those. Um, Do you think... Do you think... The Grizzlies have. Occasionally, we'll get this from Memphis fans uh, down in the dumps. They'll they'll say, "Oh my God!" We w- without even knowing it was really here. We've missed our window because look at Oklahoma City, look at Minnesota. We are it, 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 the the moment has come and gone for us. I I uh, disavow that that point of view. But what do you make of what has happened to the Grizzlies this year, writ large and Thoughts on windows uh, that they may have had or may still have.
6: I think my main thought about windows is that feeling too strongly one way or the other about it is probably a fool's errand because they open and close at sort of unpredictable rates anyway. Like the 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 counterfactual or the counterargument I would give to the well, look at the thunder and look at the wolves rising is like look at the Clippers. You know, two months ago we would have thought, or three months ago we would have thought, like. They were they missed it like they they the injuries uh, and the you know ill timed you know woes of that franchise have ha, had sort of closed everything off on them but now they are you know whatever a game and a half out of first in the west and looking like a title contender they just waxed the Celtics like it took one move and it took some, a, a string of, of good health and good luck and they're right back in that thing and so uh, to me you know and that's a team where the the prime pieces are all. You know, on the wrong side of thirty, and uh, there's no sort of no more runway in front of them. And with the Grizzlies, you've got prime age core pieces all locked up uh, for the foreseeable future, and uh, you know something to 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 look forward to. And then additional core pieces, like you can look and say Marcus Smart's got a couple more years on the deal. Like there, you know, Vince Williams is now uh, emerged into somebody that you wanna you wanna keep around for the long haul, and you've got him for three years. Like there, there is still definitely a horizon. a sale toward there. So I I certainly understand like the living and dying with a team that doesn't ever get to look like what you hoped it would on the, the picture on the box, like that is a difficult thing to deal with on a night by night basis. But um, if you, if you stacked up the Grizzlies sort of future situation, their their near future uh, projections against most other teams, even in the West, I think you'd still feel pretty good about them. So this is a, uh, this is a long, dark night of the soul, but uh, you know, the sun rises again.
8: That uh, two weeks of jail was fun, wasn't it?
6: I mean, I had a blast, yeah. I, 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 I hope everybody sort of drank as deeply as possible as they could during that period. Because, yeah, there, there was a sense of, like, all right, this, this, is, this is what we've been waiting for and this is what there is to look forward to. Uh, it does work when you put it together that way. Like, the the, uh, the, the stretch in Desmond Bain's game, the, the advances that Jaron Jackson Jr. has taken because he's had to shoulder more of a responsibility, all that kind of stuff that can still hold up when you put the main ingredient back into the into the pot there. And so that was, to me, like, I think the most encouraging part of all of it was, yes, it, 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 there's a, it was like a you know an astronaut food thing, like a, sort of it was dehydrated, just add water, and all of a sudden you've got the full meal, just add jaw back in, and the whole thing kind of starts to make a heck of a lot more sense and look a lot more potent. And so obviously the waiting is the hard part now, but... It was uh, uh, an invigorating reminder. I think I, I had said this to you before. I'd written about it previously. Like, this is a guy who leads the league in holy bleep. And uh, that that did not go away during his time away from the, the court was very, very exciting to learn.
8: It's, um, you know, the, the, the phrase gap year is applied now in the NBA. Sure. And it really does feel like that. And it, if there is, honestly, in this season, this lost season, you're Exactly right. If you look at the 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 the, the leaps that Desmond Bain or or, or whatever he called the stretch that Desmond Bain has taken, the 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 progress that Jaron Jackson has made, discovering Vince Williams, like maybe Gigi Jackson, who knows? Like that's a little that's a little premature to sort of count on that. I honestly think you could easily look back at this point next year. The Grizzlies are second in the West, and you look at this year as a year that you would never have wished for but there's in some small way add in the lottery pick they're going to get presumably going to get um that is an accelerant is that crazy uh, no i don't think it's crazy at all especially and
6: like using the vince williams jr point as as sort of uh, i mean you we don't want to you don't necessarily want to over index on the one positive thing but also it's the one positive thing so let's over index
0: uh,
12: yes
6: please um like <laughs> We've seen, you know, for how long we've been talking. The Grizzlies have have had such a hard time in very in different iterations of the franchise, different competitive, you know, eras of this, of the team. Finding that guy who fits between the big guys and the small guys. Finding more of them. Finding as many of them as possible. The ones that can defend and shoot and handle the ball and pass. Like. It's so it's really, really hard to find those players. And if there's at least a possibility, that it looks like you got one in, in Vince Williams, Jr., and that found it sort of on the cheap with one of the four, like the, the least pri- prized of the four assets you used on the position uh, in, that, in those couple of drafts. Who cares? You, I mean, that's why you keep taking the the bites at the apple. Eventually, one of them is going to you know leave you with something tasty, and so he you know he he provides that. Gigi Allen, obviously, it's like a it's a a big toolkit and a mystery box, and we'll see. But that's what this season is for. Now it's for can any of 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 the players that are here uh, prove you know sort of cement themselves as bigger pieces of the long term goal, and I think getting excited about that. Taylor Jenkins has the exact right idea, which is like, all right, let's just sort of freelance this whole thing. Like, everybody's going to, we're, we're going to throw you all out there, we're going to play five out, we're going to be sort of wild and fast, and we're going to so continue to expect the best on defense and just sort of see where that leaves us most nights. And if you've got, if you show a propensity for competing and a propensity for, you know, making something happen when you're out there, you're going to get more chances to do it because what I need to come out of this season with if I'm Taylor Jenkins is a better sense of who helps me next season and down the line, and that can absolutely pay huge dividends. Like, these guys can get confidence that they belong on the floor against NBA athleticism, against teams that, you know, good teams, teams that matter, that they can perform in national TV games when those come up, all that kind of stuff. I, I think that there, that's not nothing. I think that there's real value to what you can put on tape when the rest of the basketball watching world's eyes are elsewhere, and, and what sort of what you can grow with during that time. And I think that you know there are guys that are taking advantage of it. The, you know the Grizzlies have continued to be competitive during this stretch, even after uh, Desmond Bain went down the last nine or ten games. Like, and that's uh, that that can bear real fruit moving forward, especially because you you don't have any questions, or you do have questions about the main pieces, but you know who the main pieces are, and you know that you have them under contract moving forward. And so whatever, you know, those questions, the bigger questions about... You know, what happens to John you know, full time next season? What's it look like when you get the big three on the floor for a longer period of time? Where does Marcus Smart fit into that? Like, those are questions that you'll have to answer next year because you can't answer them now. But the other questions are what fits around those guys and in between those guys to, you know, spackle over the, the cracks and to, to make this whole thing sing a little bit more. And this is the, the time to find those guys. And I think that they're having at least some success with it now. There's opportunity here, and there are players that are taking advantage of
8: it. Do you have thoughts on whether Marcus Smart it was so impossible we never really saw Marcus Smart with Jaw like right. you know like so it's it's hard to know the fit we ne- we didn't really you know how will he fit now that when Vince Williams has been discovered or emerged or whatever you want to call it so I don't know where you were on that deal when it happened I think people are much less enthusiastic about it now generally in part because that Golden State pick looked like it could be uh, exceedingly valuable um I guess the two pieces that we wonder how they fit, the sort of mid-range pieces on this roster, are two of them are Marcus Smart and Luke Kennard. Mm-hmm. Do you, Luke, for contractual reasons, he has a, there's a team option for next year, um, do you think they're both, um, where do you think they fit in this, in this long-term puzzle?
6: I was very high on the smart deal because I felt like that was an answer to two different questions that were the two biggest questions hanging over the Grizzlies at that point. You know, what's our backup point guard answer, or who's going to be the, the stand in point guard while Ja is gone that can also play with Ja, you know, once he's back, and then who's our top perimeter defender once we get. Uh, now that we've got Dylan Brooks out of the way, now that Dylan Brooks has moved on, how do we answer that question of who guards the best guy and also who handles the ball while our best guy is gone? And you're right. you You never really got to see for an extended stretch of time what that looked like or at least, you know, the the part where Marcus Smart fits in alongside the other core pieces, Uh, and even the part where he was going to be the the primary ball handler. He got hurt early in the season, and then all of a sudden, Desmond Baines, your starting point guard and your backup point guard and your number one scorer and guarding too many guys that he shouldn't be guarding, Uh, you know, all that kind of stuff happening all at the same time. Um, Kennard, I think, I mean... I wonder if the the idea made sense get another shooter on the floor so that you've got two of those guys in Bayton and Kennard who defenses have to honor on the move, can create more space for Jaw to get downhill, can create more space for uh, Triple J to ISO and get downhill, all that kind of stuff. Uh, I wonder if it, you, you reach a point where it's just, you need to use that salary slot more, you know, that, that becomes more of a trade option because everybody always wants shooting, um, but I, I mean, I would love to, personally to see all of that, all of those guys get another crack at, at, at working out together because I was really bullish on what it looked like when you had Bain and Kennard with Smart on the or with um, Ja, rather, on the floor last year. It's like, it opened up the offense so much, uh, and, and you also for Jaron Jackson Jr. has opened it up so much, uh, but if you, if you You are going to be penciling in, you know, Vince Williams for a larger role, and you've got Smart, and you've got Jabak, and you've got Bain. The wing minutes become a little bit trickier to to parcel out, and Vince Williams is is giving so much on both ends of the floor that I think you'd you'd look at that as maybe something that's more attractive than Kennard being the sort of the designated hitter a little bit. Um, But I think I I think you're right. It's hard to, to evaluate those individual players. In the, uh, the the vacuum where they don't get to bounce off of the pieces that you you know you know you everything has to work around. Smart to me though I. I've, I've watched him be the be a player that has worked on good teams at really high levels for a long time and been a, like, yes, he's a chaos agent, but he's also a calming force in some of those situations. So I, I don't know. I would give that another chance to fail. Uh, but Kennard, I, I guess I would say if you see something that you think helps you in another context that you feel a little bit more is a more pressing need, then maybe you know that's, that's something you look to move. Like, I could understand that being an idea.
8: Uh, last thing we were talking about Vince Williams and how hard it is to find those players. Um, I'm not saying Vince Williams is O.G. Ananobi; he's not, but maybe he's a sure. bargain. Maybe he's a bargain one, and that seems to have worked well down the street from you uh, in New York.
6: Yeah, it, it's funny. I, like, we were talking earlier about uh, the reason that I do my show the way I do it is because I don't know enough to talk, to talk this way in smart ways for a long periods of time. There was a point where I was watching O.G. Ananobi on the Knicks, and I just had the thunderbolt realization of, oh, he's a lot bigger than the guys they used to have trying to do that. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, when you have the 6'7", like, the 230 wing defender who, can, who has, is being asked to guard, you know, insert star here, uh, Anthony Edwards, Jason Tatum, uh, you know, Kawhi Leonard, LeBron James, whoever, it looks a lot different than when you're asking uh, like, uh, Josh Hart to do it, three, you know, two or three inches smaller and 25 or 30 pounds lighter. Um, and so the Knicks, there is an aspect, like a cascading effect of that piece went in there.
2: And you could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai.